You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Early Night Show live from the Broadway Makers Marketplace in Turnstile Underground in the heart of New York City. I'm Joshua Turchin, and thank you all so, so much for being here today. To start off our show, we're going to be doing a style swap, and the rules of style swap are very simple. You yell at a musical style, and I have to change the song to be like that. We're going to do it with She Used to Be Mine from Waitress. Here we go. Okay, style. Wait, wait, wait. We have sex. Okay. She used to be mine. It's not simple to say that most days I don't recognize me. That these shoes and this apron the place its patron have taken more than I gave them. It's not easy to know. Disney? I'm not anything like I used to be, although it's true. I was never attention sweet center. I still remember that girl. Funny girl. She's imperfect, but she tries. She is good. But she lies. She is hard on herself. Next out. What? Come from away. She is broken and won't ask for help. She is messy. She is messy, but she's kind. She is lonely most of the time. She is all of it. What? Jonathan Larson. She is all of this mixed up and baked in a beautiful pie. She is gone, but she used to be mine. And it's not what I asked for sometimes. Sometimes life just slips in through a back door and carves out a person and makes you believe it's all true. And now I've got you. And you're not what I asked for If I'm honest, I know I would give it all back for a chance to start over And rewrite an ending or two For the girl that I knew who was reckless Just enough who gets hurt But who learns how to toughen up when she is bruised And gets used by a man who can't love and then she'll get stuck and be scared of the life that's inside her getting stronger each day till it finally reminds her to fight just a little and bring back the fire in her eyes it's been gone but she used to be mine I haven't listened to enough Tina Turner music Sarah It used to be mine Sometime She is messy But she's kind She is lonely Most of the time 
time She's all of this mixed up and baked it in a beautiful pie pie She's gone, but she used to be mine We So soon I'm going to be starting at NYU and I'm so excited because with college you get to choose your major and my concentration will be psychology and musical composition. With grade school you don't get to do that which results in some, let's just say, not fun situations. I'm sure for our theater kids watching you remember the totally fun activity of lining up in gym class to be chosen, right? Because I sure do. This is one of my favorite songs from a relatively unknown show called whoop de doo called Last One Picked. Clink a glass and wipe your eye for my bygone days at Springbrook High and the class I learned to dread that ego buster they called Fizz Ed Basketball, baseball, football, stickball, volleyball, dodgeball, tetherball, kickball. Playing was hell, but worst of all was the ritual that came first of all. Last one picked. Non-athletic, last one picked At sports I was pathetic Other kids could tumble and run But my coordination was totally un Six guys left, stomach sinking Three guys left, my self-esteem was shrinking Felt so ashamed I could have cried Nobody wanted me on their side how many notes did I forge to say? Please excuse Joshua from gym today. He wrenches back his colon spastic. He's hypoglycemic and his kneecaps are plastic. I was the last one picked, rejected by the rabble. Last one picked, I could beat them all at Scrabble. My brains didn't do me a bit of good. The bottom of the barrel was where I stood. But time went by, and I met you, and learned a team could consist of two. The way I was, was a-okay. And who cares about kids' games anyway? I was the last one picked. The past is past now, last one picked. At last I'm not the last now, I'm first draft choice on a winning team Like I always dreamed I'd be Imagine my surprise when over every other guy you picked It's time for our first guest, Holden Hagelberger! So, Holden, you recently starred in the off-Broadway production of Trevor the Musical, right? Yeah. So, how did you get started in theater? Um, well, okay. So, um, 
I saw the School of Rock National Tour when it came to Houston. Um, and so seeing those kids on the stage, I was like, you know what? Maybe I want to audition for like, you know, something like a community theater. So go to a community theater. They're doing Madagascar Junior. It's a Madagascar musical version. Um, and, you know, did the audition, went back home and like the next day the cast just came out and sing my name, you know, un- like, you know, under a lemur that had at that point one line. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Um, I was just so happy. And that's when I knew I that that's when I knew that this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. And you are amazing at it. Thank you. I saw the I saw the pro shot of Trevor on Disney Plus. <gasps> yeah. That, you were so good in it. Thank you. Thank how, you so much. How did you get like involved with Trevor? Yeah. So I got um, an audition from my agent. It was just Trevor the Musical, and I said it was an off-Broadway show in the, t- in the title. So, you know, I did a Zoom meeting with the casting team, um, and then I had to um, sing and then um, do a couple sides. And originally, I was actually not going in for Trevor. I was actually going in for Walter. So I got called back um, into uh, in-person New York City callbacks in person, and I was actually getting called back for uh, Walter. And then, like, the second day, they switched me to Trevor. And for Trevor, I had to sing three songs. I had to do four sides from the show, and I had to dance as well. And, yeah, it was a lot, but it was really fun. And then uh, got home, um, and around a week later, got the call from my agent saying that I booked it. Yeah. That's amazing. And, like, how long did it take you to learn the music and rehearsals? Um, Surprisingly, it actually took me, like, two weeks. Yeah. How, how long do you think like it took to put the whole show together? Um, to put the whole show together, it took took a couple weeks, maybe a month. But you know, um, you know, to put together a show like that, it's it was just it, it was a lot, but it was really really fun. What was your favorite moment in the show? Oh gosh, okay. If um, you had to choose. If it was yeah, I, I think I'm gonna choose a dance number, and that would be. One, two, which is oh. the cane number in the show. One, two, three, three four, four, five, five six, six, seven, eight. I love that song. I I remember when when I was doing the show back before COVID happened, which is it's still feels like forever ago, and yet it was only just two the other years. Day, ago. Yeah, was, I know. It was two years ago. Yeah. Jamak, look into the distance. Oh, that doesn't that doesn't feel right. That was that no, like COVID happened two years ago. No, it feels like it was forever ago. Mm-hmm. But it it, it, it really was, does. But yeah. I remember the fun thing with that number: the canes, the hats, and the quick yeah. change. Yeah, um, that was actually it was weird. It's the hardest number in the show, and that's actually the song I would get nervous for the in every single time I did the show. But it's the most fun to do. It's so weird. And do it, do it, do, do it, it, do all it all again. again. Yeah. What was it like doing the dancing for that number? Was it just like the best? It was the best because you know when you have those canes and you're flipping them without even looking at them, you get to see a little bit of the audience and they're just like, oh my gosh. So to just see their faces just like you know light up with excitement, it just we're just so happy to know that we're doing our jobs right and we are entertaining the audience and we're shocking them, we're surprising them. In rehearsal, because I know it took me a while to get this. Oh, it did. How many times did you accidentally drop the cane when tossing it in the air? Um, dropping the cane happened a lot. Breaking the cane also happened a lot. Oh, no. Um, I'll actually tell you a story about that. So, second preview. Second preview. 
right? You know, we're doing the number as usual. Um, you know, you know, in the show, there's, one, we're hitting two. the canes. And we're going one, two on the second hit. It breaks in half. Oh, no. And so instead of just, you know, dropping on the ground and having and just not moving, I grabbed two pieces of the cane because it broke in half, threw them behind the mylar. And I kid you not, I screamed, keep going, man, keep going. So the audience obviously knew what was going on. They knew that this was not part of the show. So the audience just starts, you know, laughing. They start clapping. And then at the end of the number, we actually got a standing O. That's amazing. Now, Trevor, you had to record everything for Disney Plus, right? Mm -hmm. Did that happen during the actual run of the show? No. So we closed Mm -hmm. in December. And so we had to film the show a month later no rehearsals we had eight hours to film the show twice once without an audience and once with an audience so we had eight hours to restage it film it twice go home we only had eight hours in that theater we had no rehearsals before and so when i saw it for the first time i was like okay did we have rehearsals that i just didn't know about because it was like you would think like we had rehearsed this show either while we were doing the show or like we had rehearsed it for like a month yeah. before uh, we refilmed it again. But no, we only, we relearned it in about two hours and filmed it twice. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. That is really amazing because it, it looks like it was shot like during the actual production of the show. It wasn't. Oh, wow. Yeah. And what was the cast recording like for you recording that? So everyone else got to film it together except for me and my understudy because we both got COVID later than everyone else. So he would film by himself. We had to film basically without anyone else. So it was a recorded track of everyone else singing that they had recorded in the cast recording with everyone else. But I had to listen to it and I had to find out where to sing, where the beat is, where do I start? And we had to keep doing um, tons of retakes because you know when you're not singing with everyone else, you know, you can get lost at points. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And for our audience members who have never recorded music ever, you were in the studio, mm-hmm. right? What was that like for you? You know, I had always dreamed to be in a cast recording and to be in a studio because, you know, I see those, like, little, like, you know, trailer videos of, like, like Mean Girls cast, like, in the mm-hmm. cast recording singing, and I'm like, I've always wanted to do that. And now, like, and now, there are videos of you online doing that exact yeah, thing. And now, you know... We get to hear our show through a cast recording. We also get to see our show on Disney Plus, which is so exciting. Um, and yeah, I'm just really happy. That is so true. cool. And for today's show, what do you want to sing? Hmm, if I had to choose a song, mm. I would probably sing My wow. Imagination. Yep. My, my Imagination from Trevor? Yes. Cool. Here we go. Is in my imagination Like it sometimes always is Was I hearing my own story When I heard him telling his Like a signal out of nowhere Like a light I've never known Showing me I could be something more than alone Is it my imagination 
making daydreams out of dust are the feelings I'm feeling something I can really trust like a world that finally opened from a whisper to a scream telling me this could be something more than a dream what if someday isn't someday what if it's right now what if who I hit is who I get to be somehow what if weird is only different what if different isn't wrong what if normal isn't how I have to play along play along is it my imagination like it always was before will I hold on to this feeling when I walk out of that door is it too much to believe now that it isn't only me is it my imagination is it my imagination or could it be Time for our second guest today, Taylor Paige Henderson. <laughs> Hi, Taylor. Hi. Hi, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited to have you on the show. I'm so excited to be here. So I know that you've been working quite a lot recently as you're now in Hocus Pocus 2, yes. right? Yes. Ooh, are you allowed to share anything about the film? Well, I can share very little, but what I can, I would love to, I'd love to share. Yay. Are you allowed to say who you play? I, um, uh, I can't. I'm so scared. I don't know. <laughs> should I or should I not? It's okay. Okay. So, um, I'm not allowed to say, but I will say that she is such an iconic character, and I'm so, so excited for people to meet her because I think people are going to love her. Oh, uh, yay. Yeah. How many times did you have to watch the original movie to prepare for your role? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, leading up to my auditions and callbacks i watched it maybe like i watched it twice every day so something like 15 times and then um during filming i watched it every day oh me and the girls watched it every single day did it sort of influence how you portrayed your character oh yes because the character i play she has specific mannerisms that you have to that i had to master very quickly so that I could execute the character correctly and well. Um, so watching it was very, like, it was part of my routine. I would wake up, I would watch the movie, go to set, come home, go to sleep, wake up, watch the movie, go to set. Like, so it was just, it was the same every day, but it was always, I would, every time I watched it, I would find something new with her to make, like, new depths of the character that and like new just shades of her that like maybe you haven't seen before so i'm really excited for people to discover those yay and on top of that you were also in a studio ghibli movie right yes yeah (laughs) that is so cool and for those of you who don't know studio ghibli is an animation powerhouse they make classics from the award-winning spirited away to their newest film which you're in earwig and the witch right so who do you play in it? So I play Earwig. She's an orphan, and she gets adopted by um, this witch. And 
this witch like teaches her magic and in the end it ends up a big happy family and she has she knows how to make potions and spells and it's super cute Ah. what was being in the animated film like for you it was crazy it was my very first voiceover job ever i recorded that back in 2020 and i was so excited um it was so different so being on set this past year has like I've really seen, like, how different film and theater and voiceover are from each other. Um, Like, voiceover, you're just alone in a room all day long. And so it's really hard to stay focused. And, like, you have to have lots of, like, physical acting to go along with just your voice. So it's, like, I think that's the most exhausting of the three. But it 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 was super fun. And was the animation finished before you recorded, or was it... So, I did um, an English... I did the English dubbing, so it was already animated in a different language, so I just did... It was just my voice in English over top of it, so it was already animated, so I got to watch it as I recorded it, which was so cool. And when you were recording it, did you have to match up what you were saying to the mouth movements of the character? Yeah, I did have to do that, and that was super difficult. It took a long time. I recently had to do that again with a little a little thing I got to do with Hocus Pocus um, just this past Wednesday, I think. Um, so I got to do that again, and it was super easy because I already knew how to do it because I had done earwigs. So, yeah, it was it was really difficult, and it took a long time, but it was awesome. And what was it like to watch yourself in the film? Because I know that must have been an amazing experience for you. It was really cool. Um, it was only my voice, and so it was so it was so weird to just like hear my voice. And I also had an accent too, so it was it was really different because like for Hocus Pocus, I get to see my face, which is gonna be so weird. Um, but just hearing my voice, I was like, oh, like oh, that's weird how you said that, but. Yeah, it was it was so cool. And finally, what song would you like to sing with me today and why? I'm going to sing Manhattan Bridge from Next Thing You Know. And I really, really like this song because it's about a girl describing the first time she came to New York City. And I can definitely relate to this song because I very vividly remember the first time I came to the city. Um, I accidentally stepped on the subway by myself when I was 10, (laughs) which doesn't really have anything to do with it, but it kind of relates and I think it's so funny. But anyway, um, I love this song because it just has great storytelling and I love the lyrics. It's great. Cool. Here we go. I can still remember that cool day in September, my first trip on the subway across the Manhattan Bridge. I looked outside and could not believe my eyes, and I looked around, and much to my surprise, no one else was looking at the bridge, the statue, the sky. No one else was looking, and I could not imagine why. Stared and blinking, then got around to thinking that these people just don't recognize the view they miss each day. So I took it in, then I took it in again. It made me smile. I made a promise then that the day that I stopped looking at the way it all seemed to glow, the day that I stopped looking 
was the day that I should go. So every day from that day on, I took the time to stop and look. I'd wake myself up from a nap or take a short break from my book. But today on the subway, after fighting for my seat, I started reading at DeKalb and didn't look up till Canal Street. To clear my vision, thought back on my decision to up and leave the city. The day I missed the view, it's harder now than I thought it would have been. Did the city break me down or simply break me in? Today's when I stop looking at this place like it was all new. Today's the day that I stopped looking. So now, what do I do? Thank you all so, so much for coming here today to watch us perform here at the Broadway Makers Marketplace. A huge thank you to the Broadway Makers Marketplace for allowing us to be here as well. Make sure to follow them on all major social media platforms at Broadway Makers Marketplace. If you want to listen to the rest of our episodes, you can stream them now on theearlynightshow.com. You can follow me at Joshua Turchin on all major social media platforms as well. Thank you so much for watching, and remember, you're all amazing, loved, and valid, and I can't wait to see you all next time. Bye! Welcome would be waiting for me Where the crowds will cheer When they see my face And a voice keeps saying This is where I'm meant to be Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.